Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. And I'm Kimmy, and this is 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating and the lovely dates. Our dater, Carlin, who's also here today, goes on. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. It is the AM, my friends, and we are, we're hopping on to talk about a few different things. We're going to answer a listener question about when to date someone after a breakup. But the first thing we're going to address today is the the final kind of two episodes of this season of The Bachelorette. And don't worry if you don't watch this show. We're going to kind of really succinctly, we'll, we'll try, um, explain the, these kind of weird things that happened at the end of a pretty boring season. Sorry, that's my opinion. Um, and then apply them to dating life because Weird things played out that are dynamics that are not unfamiliar to a lot of us, I think. So we're going to do that, and then we'll we'll wrap the whole thing up with a fun Reddit ship. Um, sorry, guys. I'm just stealing the show, uh, but I'm really excited to see you both this morning. It's a great way to start the morning. It's We're recording this Tuesday morning and releasing Tuesday morning. We are so, you know, of You're the moment. Breaking news. <laughs> it's happening. I have... No brawn and I like hair that I slept, a hair bun that I slept in. Um, so it's that's how you know it's early. JK, you can't see me. Um, but we're <laughs> we're excited to talk about this weird show and how it kind of can apply to dating. It's been a weird, you know, we'll get into all of this, but she's she's been a non traditional protagonist, and in some way that's made the show boring, <laughs> and in some way <laughs> it's made it interesting. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about kind of some of the things that she has has um some of the ways she went about the season and how how we can kind of apply lessons to to real life dating as much as you ever can from right. this franchise because True. this is the franchise you should really be getting your dating lessons from <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> no we're here to act as the um as the filter we're going to filter the, we're going to drain the the gross mucky water i don't know what's a good what's a good visual metaphor we're going to take the we're like a water treatment fil- plant we're gonna filter the sewage we're gonna spread uh, the fuck into, out of exactly, it <laughs> into potable water that you can drink and learn from jk i'm sure that we're not gonna like come to any nuggets but sometimes we do who knows i, anyway. I do have a nugget that i think from her season if if i can say it now like when yeah so like one of the people that she's really into that wasn't the one that she ended up with but right after she met him she kind of went like whoo he looks just like my ex. That should be an immediate mm. do not enter, do That's not. Wild. Then he got the first impression. And then it went, I mean, we'll get into it. But like, I think if there's a tick takeaway, do not pursue someone that looks exactly like your ex or reminds you of him. It's probably not going to work out. That's a yeah. great takeaway for life. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's actually going to be more valuable than anything else we talk about from this show. Right. Because seriously, even if like they just look alike and they're totally different people, if you're anything like me, you're going to project all these right. stories onto them from your ex or, oh yeah. Carly. You know what? Yeah, anyway. That, that goes under the all new dicks thing. I mean, like they probably have different dicks, but like you just loop it in with the same. It's going to make you feel like the other dick. You're going to yeah. compare it to that other one. So just don't even go near totally. it. Totally. We all do that with our exes anyway. So like why give them the extra like the extra step right. of them looking like them or remind it's like we are all taking our baggage from our exes and projecting it onto our current people we're dating. It's, yeah. I've done that a lot and it's been really shitty for the current people I'm dating. Well, should we do the tiniest bit of business? Um, no, you know, I'm just going to say thank you all for listening. We love you dearly. Just saw, you know, more nice reviews. It's always the best. Thanks for sending us your your dating detective stories, your worst first dates. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, Carlin is in Connecticut now, so we'll have new dates soon. And yeah, follow us on Instagram if you want. Okay, that's business. Shall we do the quickest consumption corner ever for those that are not interested in the Bachelor franchise at all? Let's do it. Okay, Carlin, do you have anything this week? I do, but it's kind of related to The Bachelor in that it's F-Boy Island, which I think we're, I don't yeah. think we have enough time for, but like. We will. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so good in like, you know, a tragic, 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 tragic way. Sorry. Um, but I think it's like, it's a nice little uh, treat similar to like Bachelor in Paradise. Like sometimes you just want like a bit more trash with your reality TV, like more so than like The Bachelorette. Um, and this kind of like new format do I do not understand. I don't really understand. I don't purpose. either. <laughs> no, I don't think the people understand, but it's fine, I guess. Uh, but that's and we'll get into that later. <laughs> I just like I like that there is a format, even though I've only seen the first episode, not because okay. I didn't like it, but just because I, I yeah, I was like, wait, do I understand how this competition, how winning the money works? I don't. Right. But oh, it's OK. <laughs> Nobody talks about it. I'm like, it's $100,000. Every day I'd be like, okay, what do I need to do to get this money? And it's just like. <laughs> and I will say I like Nikki Glaser as the host because she's a comedian. And like that is what we need yeah, on these yeah. dating shows. Like someone to kind of make fun of it. And and yeah, I love Up the Stakes. Are you the one? Liza, you introduced me to that. Let's get weird. It's a, it's a reality TV show. Even Love is Blind. Like The Bachelor needs to do it something because it's not working okay I'm gonna just second yours Carlin because I was gonna mention F-Boy Island again I think I may have already mentioned it but yeah I uh, haven't watched yet and I'm I don't I literally don't know why I couldn't sleep last night and I was casting around for something to watch and like why didn't I think of this um it would have been absolutely perfect uh so I might consume I haven't been consuming anything that I'd actually recommend so I'm going non-traditional with my consumption corner and saying, I consumed Carlin's face in person. <gasps> that sounds so weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> she did. <laughs> but I got to see Carlin in person for the first time in like many years. And oh. we also consumed some of the, the um, men of Carlin's new town. Because we went to a bar and I was like, who's who do you think is hot? I'm going to go talk to them. I'm going to whatever. And she was like, you need to cool it. Um, but it was just really, it was amazing. actually like an, a fantastic exercise. And then we went over like my celebrity people and like picked out like why I feel that way about like certain celebrities and then like the characteristics of like 
what I like in a guy. And then we got into facial hair. Like mm-hmm. it was, I think it was like, actually, um, I learned I feel a like lot we about accomplished myself. Some stuff. Yeah. yeah. We could write it off on taxes. Cause we really <laughs> narrowed down some dating stuff and we did a Venn, like sort of a, not really, but like a, a pretend Venn diagram of your celebrity crushes and what they have in common and what's different. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Oh, this connected feels it in- to sex. It was great. Like I, it was, This this feels very important. Can you share a high level view of that Venn diagram or like one celebrity crush or maybe just like give for people who want to try this at home? Because, again, you should be able to write this off on your taxes. Well, I would say like the Venn diagram kind of went between there was like one section that is like Tom Hiddleston and. Who's the other one, Eliza? Um, oh, Seth Meyers' brother, Josh Myers. Josh Myers. Oh, wow. Which <laughs> like, afterwards I had like a very great thought process about him. <laughs> and then, um, like, I know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then the other Venn diagram was like Michael B. Jordan and then Chris Evans. So this kind of like very Ooh. pretty smooth talker person. But then like. Tom Hiddleston and like Josh Myers like well at least when you're connecting it to Tom Hiddleston because he's like British like probably like repressed like a little bit so when he's like polite <laughs> what is it like polite in the streets but like um and wait no polite you know what I'm saying um but like dirty a little bit more dirty in the sheets yeah <laughs> um which world? I like but it was like it was it was interesting to so I guess like, I don't like someone that's like showy all the time. So it's like that mix between the two. So I guess like one of the things for like Michael B. Jordan and Chris Evans, it's like, if I ever dated them, I'd have to say like, you're going to get me in heels like for an opening, like once a year, that's all you got. I'm not putting on heels every day. <laughs> um, just, I just can't do that. So um, I don't know. I think that's kind of, that's, that's a, I like that's it. a summary. Yeah. <laughs> I also like Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan being together because they're both just like impossibly beautiful and perfectly chiseled. But I feel like they both like speak their minds and are activists and aren't the meatheads that they could be. Do you know what I mean? They're not yes. meatheads at all. They're just gorgeous statues. But I don't know. I I just I like them lumped together. Yeah. Like I like Chris Evans has it's not just like his look for me, obviously he's very attractive, but I like that he doesn't fit the stereotype of his look. Do you know what I mean? When really hot people aren't obsessed with how hot they are really, that's so attractive. And they're both like fashion without it being like pretentious. Like they just both always have like really well tailored. I love, I'm a fucking sucker for like a well-tailored suit on a man. Like they always look together without ever looking like, not, I mean, I understand fashion is people's hobby and I do respect it, but I feel intimidated by people who are like too fashion because oh, I am yes. not. Mm-hmm. So like I love when people can look together but not be like, I'm a fashion person. Right. No shade if you are a fashion person. Can you teach me? And like, I feel like they get their suits tailored, but then like they're also friends with their tailors. Does that make sense? Like, I feel yeah. like they're nice to him or her. Yes. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, I just feel like there's like a connection, like, thank you for making this, like this lovely suit as opposed to someone that like doesn't talk to that person, like at all. I don't know. Totally. I'm totally like making this up, but I feel, I feel like, like their tailors friends. get like invited to the holiday party. Yes. You know? Yes. They're exactly. like a part of the life. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, they're telling yeah. everyone, the friends, like, oh, you haven't worked for Fernando before? Like, I'm going to yeah. hook you up. Like, he's so great. Like, you know, just anybody. I love many okay, Taylor everyone... in the family. Rock, <laughs> Rock on <laughs> Guido <laughs> shit over here. Yep. 
I feel like everyone should go to a go to a bar or a park if you're if you're I mean, you better be vaccinated if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, sorry, unless you can't be. But yeah, go somewhere safe and scout the men's and sit with a friend. Like this is fun, if, especially if you're feeling like, ugh, about dating, but like still kind of horny. You should go out there and yeah. do what Liza and Carlin did and just kind of like think through celebrities and Venn diagrams. That's fun. Oh, yeah. guys, it was so it was fun a good time. to be like, what's working? What? And we talked about men's fashion a little bit. What's working for this guy? What's not? We weren't being like judgmental or creepy. We were just being like, okay. We were like <laughs> paper dolling these men. Like, what would we swap out if we could? Yeah, yeah. Like, why does this great. beard work, but the other beard doesn't work? You know, it was like, a, it was great. We really accomplished some things, and now I'll write that off on my taxes. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, shall we dive into our little bachelor section? And again, if you do not watch the show, I promise this will still be interesting. We'll make it clear what the F we're talking about. We may go down a few rabbit holes, but we will try to corral ourselves. Okay. Totally. Let's do Let's it. Let's start just very briefly. Like, I would limit us to five words, but I actually think we probably each need, like, two sentences of just our impressions of the season of, as, the, as a whole and our relationship to the season as a whole. And I'll go first because, I have, like, I have a clear idea. I feel like I just need to say I did not watch this whole season. I, I didn't watch one of the episodes we're going to talk about, but I did watch, like, some highlights, and they recapped a lot of it in the finale, um, the second to last episode. And in general, I found the season to be, as I've said before, like kind of boring, not a revolutionary idea about the season. But um, I would like to understand why that is in our con- part as part of our conversation today. And uh, yeah, that was my that was my relationship to the season. That's a play on relationship to relationship. That's I will. Good jump in Carlin if you don't mind because I also mm-hmm. did not watch every episode and I just watched um the previous episode last night sorry the the one with the drama with Katie and Greg um which we will touch on but I think my issue with this season like is twofold I found it so boring one because what are the producers doing this used to be the coolest job you could ever have and they're doing they're repeating dates they're making New Mexico look like a trash state when I, everyone says it's so beautiful um and they yeah they're I just I don't understand it couldn't be this hard every podcast about the bachelor that I listen to has better ideas for what they could be doing on dates uh and then second I think it was also boring because with that like the format the structure was too boring especially in the age of these wild dating shows and then on top of that there was no vulnerability there wasn't even uh, on maybe no is too strong but again I didn't watch it all I felt like there was this adherence to the structure and archetypes that is plaguing the bachelor like and I know people who are fans of Katie love her so much I was a big fan of hers on the last season I was like she's so different she actually speaks her mind but between her and and a lot of these men, you couldn't really get a lot of um, true connection, like, or feelings. Like, I'm thinking back to Love is Blind. Yeah, Jessica was that, it was a mess, but we were at least seeing like a real mm. human, like having weird things play out that are, you know, relatable and um, a little depressing. But I guess, so that's my issue, two, two part. Just, it's nothing felt authentic on the production side or the people side. Yeah, totally. So I did watch every episode, but would say the same things that you guys are mentioning. Um, I think I wonder if like the adherence to the structure like of the show was like in reaction to Claire. 
Um, which then was saved by Taisha. So like, if that's like a problem and something that they don't want, like, I, I don't know what the producers could possibly want. Um, but I think, I don't know. It was, I right. The whole, like her, Katie's like ad thing. Like she had that, that t-shirt that was like, be a Katie. And like this whole idea, like, you know, that she was so like groundbreaking on like Matt season, which I almost like completely forgot like what she was like on that season. Like it was almost like she just came out of nowhere and wasn't from like, hadn't like already kind of experienced this like experiment. Um, but I think like, I was just mainly interested, like had they just shown like the guys like being together in a house, like that would have been more interesting to me. Like, I think it was like another season of just like, God, I just love males being emotional and bonding. And like when one, I guess one of the guys, Connor, when he leaves and like, they're all like crying. Oh and <laughs> It's like so fascinating and beautiful. I'm like, show me the two hours of what that was. Like, that would be more interesting than Katie, quote unquote, like falling in love. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So for those that didn't watch, Liza, do you want to, do I actually can, I can do the first one because you didn't watch this episode. Um, let's talk about the Greg Katie situation because it got a lot of online attention and we won't get into the nitty gritty, but I'm just curious to one, both of your thoughts on it and then to kind of how things like this play out in real life. So for those of you who haven't watched or who were on your phones the whole time it was on, though though this was the only part, I, I watched this last night, I fast forwarded through a lot of the episode to watch this and I actually rewound to when I found myself like looking at my phone to actually pay more attention to each beat because it was like this long situation. So Greg, front runner, very, I actually didn't think he was handsome at the beginning, but he is handsome. He always seemed a little phony to me. There were rumors, not rumors. He went to the acting school Liza and I met at, which is not a place you go. It's not cheap. And you go because you're spending two years trying to trying to be good at acting. It's not like, I took an improv class. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that. It's very like, Kimmy and I are like amongst the few people who like aren't <laughs> professional actors who came out of our program. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's like you, it's a very serious program. And we I was still like, have a oh, podcast. Shit. So like yes. you see the attention you want after a program like yes, this. Yes, we still work like in entertainment broadly also. So like, it's exactly. truly yuck. Um, and so he, but like pretty handsome. She clearly really liked him. It seemed like he was phony or liked her. I don't know. In this, you know, there's down to the final three. They have a a moment af- after his hometown. He's also lost his dad. She's lost her dad. I feel like specifically he um, is still in a very traumatic state. And and you guys can respond to me if I if I skew anything too har- harshly one way or the other. But basically, I know I'm not keeping this short. Let me try. After the hometown, he finally his family's like we've never seen you so happy. He's very emotional seeing his family. He shares his feelings with her, and it's very uh, emotional. And she does not want to reciprocate like her love. And yes, it's you as as aggressively and assertively as I think he would like because she wants to wait till the last episode to do that. And then he really shuts down, gets really upset, and it's just kind of a blowout. He ends up leaving. There was a lot of hubbub around this because some people felt some people felt he was acting the whole time which if so he's he's better than anyone we were in class with but (laughs) he was it was it was he did not handle it well but she also I don't know the word gaslighting got thrown around now I will stop the synopsis and, and let you guys chime in um the word gaslighting was thrown around a lot 
about him gaslighting her into this reaction. People like took teams. I don't have a team. It feels like these two people just were not ready to date. Um, but that's basically the thing. And I think this stuff happens in real life. That was the, the closest to, oh, I could see like a weird person shutting down and it being really confusing as Katie, as a, a person opposite that that person you're dating. Okay. Wow. So eloquent of me. But that's that's the synopsis. What do you guys think? I think it, I think it's also uh, important to mention. So like when he was like talking about <clears throat> his feelings for her, he said something to the effect like, after my father passed, like there was this hole Ooh. in me and hadn't like, you know, actually been happy like since his dad had passed. And then it was something along the lines of like, <clears throat> you filled that hole for me. And then she said in response, <clears throat> excuse me, she said, she's kind of staring at him adoringly, but this is like, uh, I just love looking at you. And I think a lot of that came from like the rules she put on herself. But like, if you go back and watch it, there's like, you can see it in his, in like that reaction and that shutdown is not acting. Like it was just like the blinds and everything just, just went down. Um, And I think, and so I understand or I don't understand the rules that Katie like put on herself about like not saying I love you, which we'll get into later because then she said it to Blake. But um, I think, I think what it comes down to is I think we can get into like people's like attachment styles and communication styles. And they like, they just didn't have it. And it just didn't, it wasn't that clear until that moment. But I also feel like, I think they both were inappropriate with each other, weren't giving each other any like grace or understanding in that moment. I mean, what they had was, like a fight. It wasn't like a culmination of years of like emotional abuse and trickery. Like they were having like a huge disagreement and then they just decided to not talk to each other. Um, And so I thought it was interesting that it became this whole, like, how could he betray her? It's all this. And it's like, I think they may maybe knew each other for a month at that point. And by knew each other as in like two one-on-one dates where it's like, just them and then the other times like being on group dates like I sometimes think with this show it's like you know oh my gosh how come how could he be so terrible or how could she be so terrible like they've spent all this time together like it's a couple of weeks and you're with 20 other guys until the very end and then you do and then you have a producer saying like hey go look out the window the girl that you're dating is snogging the other guy in the courtyard we need a shot of you reacting to that like there's nothing normal about this environment and so I just think sometimes when we place like the same standards on it it's like well why why I don't like why didn't he tell her or why wasn't he like more understanding like didn't he know what he signed up for like I don't think you know what you sign up for until you're actually in it and I think sometimes people are surprised that they actually have feelings from such like a superficial process and then they don't know what to do with it because then they react the way that they would in real life but that's not real life they're not in an actual situation that would warrant any like normal reaction totally yeah and they're like phones taken away they're not allowed to have any access to the outside world they're not allowed to have any contact with their friends or family they're i'm sure on on some days they're working you know shooting i know it doesn't seem like work but it's like you can't you're working 12 hour days you can't go to the bathroom without permission you can't to eat when there's it's not like a a break for you to there it, it is like a a psychologically intense environment. But just another thing that I want to call out, which is something we like briefly and shadily mentioned before we started recording, 
something that Kimmy and I experienced with some of the, again, some of the actors we met in this program. There are a lot of really, Mm -hmm. really attractive people who go to this program. A lot of like professional models who want to move over into acting. I also think there is a sense, and I don't know if I can like blame anyone for this, Greg or whatever, but I also got a little bit the sense that like, I do think sometimes super attractive people have a fragility and when Greg really expressed himself in that moment and it wasn't immediately returned, the fact that he was like, cool, cut and run is like pretty scary. I think it just speaks, no matter what you think about Greg, if he was acting, if he wasn't acting, let's just as a thought experiment, like I'm not sure, honestly, but I do agree with you guys that like the moment that she responded that way was, uh, I don't think he really could have acted that, but Okay, so let's assume he's not acting. I think that, like, the way he shut down and refused to, like, work through that problem is a really big issue. And I think she, to her credit, tried to talk to him about it. And, like, I've had moments in every relationship I've had where I've responded really, really poorly to something. And then there was a fight. And then you have a conversation. And then you explain why you express yourself the way you did and why you, like, failed at communicating. And the other person has to show you some grace and say, like, okay, I understand. Like your response to me came from a complex set of insecurities and experiences and baggage and whatever. And like almost exactly, you you said this basically, Carlin, but like the fact that they couldn't take a beat and like show each other a little bit of grace in that poor communication is, yeah, like a sign that their communication styles aren't that compatible. However, I think it's equally on both of them. And I do think it would be if those if those responses had if that conversation had been gender swapped, if this was an experimental play where this season of The Bachelorette was gender swapped and Katie had expressed all those things to Greg and Greg had said, I just love looking at you. I think (laughs) the Internet would have been in an uproar. Yes. You both make such good points. Sorry to jump in, Liza, because now I'm thinking this is my issue with all of it. I think I more just saw the internet start to call him abusive. Again, this is a guy I I thought was phony the whole time, calling him abusive, gaslighting, which we will define. I'll, I'll define it right now. We looked it up. To manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. That word gets thrown around so much, and the fact that, like, everyone, you know, I'm not even feeling badly for this guy. It's like... It's just, it reminds me, if we're going to zoom out and apply this to our dating lives, it reminds me of like a a guy from the same acting program that I, you know, hooked up with that didn't end up wanting to date me. And I had to make him the villain. And I was less mature then. And it felt like, well, he told me this and he told me that. And if gaslighting had been a more trending word, maybe I would have used that word. In fact, I know I would have. But it's not when you make something so one-sided rather than like we can all zoom out and see how two people shut down. It's a weird scenario. Actually, it's better you learned that you just like can't communicate in that way or one of you or both of you have some trauma and isn't ready for that uh, kind of relationship. It's actually a great thing to learn sooner than later. And yeah, the fight sucks and you like for Katie, that's so sad. She tried to like come back and get him to not double down on this like no I'm out you didn't respond to me but you learn something about each other it's very clear that there's no communication here so so you're gonna get out not every end of a relationship has to have a villain and I would say if you're in something right now 
that is truly abusive. That obviously doesn't stand. What I'm, but I'm talking about like, I think a lot of people watching the show were triggered because of of worse relationships they've been in that were truly abusive in their own life. And I, I can't profess to understand that. And so I, I don't want to be dismissive of that. But like more broadly, my takeaway from this whole thing is like you've got to – because she doubled down on him being the villain at, at the final episode, like the to the audience's cheers, it's like if it is – if you need to have a, a villain at the end of your situationship, relationship, breakup – it's important to maybe, you know, unless someone cheated or was abusive, maybe you need to look inside yourself and look at what you could work on too. Because it's very rarely just one villain. I don't know. Yeah. Does that and make I sense? That was... A hundred percent. And I think the use of the overuse of the term gaslighting is exactly that. It's like a... I think a lot of times we say gaslighting when we mean poor communication. And I actually <laughs> understand that for some people, they're going to be like, Liza, you're gaslighting me by saying this. But like, no, I, I no. have done this myself. Literally in this conversation, I'm like, oh, my God, I did this on Sunday with Jeff. Literally, we got in a fight over something stupid, like a little fight. And I was like, well, you're gaslighting me. And he, what he had really done was be like, yeah, this that was prompted by he he asked me if I could like question if my reaction to something was coming from a healthy place. He was like, OK, you're having like this reaction to this. I get it. But I think it might be coming from like this place, X, Y, Z. It was a very insightful comment and he was right. And I was like, you're gaslighting me (laughs) because I didn't want to accept the thing he was saying, which is like it was coming from a place of insecurity. And Mm -hmm. I didn't like that he I don't like that he knows me so well and could call me out on it when actually like later on, you know, I was like, oh, I'm like glad that you pointed that out to me. You were right. And like, sorry for whatever. But I, look, women are gaslit all the time. We probably all have been gaslit, gaslighted, like in our lives and our at work, like oh, all God. over the place. But I do think that like it's easy to call it gaslighting when it's bad communication because that takes the the onus off of ourselves and puts it on the other person. And with bad communication, like it's from both people almost always. Yeah. And I think my thing about gaslighting is like, and I don't know if people like look this up, but like where it actually like came from is like based on a play where the husband was dimming the lights and his wife was like, are the lights dim? And he's like, no, they're not. And he kept lying to her and like, like, so he could commit her to like a mental institution. It's like that kind of level of like manipulation, like over and over and over again. And I'm not saying that somebody can't be gaslit like in a short amount of time, but I think I don't know. I just think we, I understand like in that moment of hurt, like you, I would probably want to throw around the same words and things like that. But I feel like there's even a point where like at the finale, when she was like, I don't think you know what love is. I hate sentences like that because it's like, you're not in that person's like, what is love? Because you said that you didn't want to say love to anyone. And then you said it the next day to Blake after like not even having that much time with him. And then I, it, frustrates me when we say that because oh you don't know what love so like you're in the right now because like you've put him down by saying he doesn't know what love is and like you are the end-all be-all of like what the definition is like I just think it's and it's not that I don't like Katie I just think it was I, I just think communication is just so key in I mean any relationship friendship or whatever and I think when it's not getting paid it's do and people or dues and people aren't 
admitting like, oh, I'm poorly communicating, which is hard for us to do. Um, but I, I guess I just think like that kind of like hurling of words at other people just doesn't, I don't know, advance society. Totally, I guess. yeah. <laughs> and I was think mean. That, like, and I, yeah. I, I relate to it. I would react more like Katie or Greg. I like, I can even be like the, if there was actual gaslighting, like the, the, the colloquial version of gaslighting that we throw around. Sometimes I feel myself like <laughs> going into fights, like with this, like, I'm going to push things here. Like, not great. I, I, I get it. But anyway, sorry, Liza. Yeah. Well, I think that like so many times we also, a lot of women have been gas, gaslit a lot and I think that that usually happens when women are like expressing their feelings and men are not uh, meeting them halfway with expressing men are not equally expressing their feelings and men are like, Mm -hmm. you're crazy. You're overreacting. Like you're being emotional for no reason when like there's lots of reasons. We're all emotional. We're all humans, whatever. And I I feel like it also happens. It happens a lot when we're kind of encouraged to like tamp down our emotions Mm. and that's a we've everyone's every woman's experienced that and it's a very frustrating feeling and so I also feel like we all come at it from a place of like we've all experienced the frustration felt the anger and we can carry that in but I think in this particular situation like I think that like they Greg was communicating his feelings and they just were in different places and had different styles and like that's where I think it's important not to throw the term. It's like, okay, if you're both communicating your feelings, but you can't end up on the same page, like, it's not somebody's fault. Yes. I was – it's it's interesting. Like, what if they really weren't on the same page? Like, you know how Rachel Lindsay's season, I was mm-hmm. listening to Bachelor Party, um, and they were talking about this. She's like, no, I liked Brian. The edit made it look like I didn't like him as much as I did. Like, what if what if Greg was spouted? I'm not going to – you know, we're going to get like – literally, I'm afraid of Team Katie. I, I, <laughs> we're going to get like bad reviews because of this. Um, I We're not even a Bachelor podcast. But I just like, what if – yeah, we don't actually know where we're heads at. What if he was kind of right in some of those doubts? Like, this is a totally bonkers, you know, edited show. I'm curious now, maybe we jump over to, you know, by the final episode, for those of you who don't watch, there's two guys, but she breaks up with one and she gets engaged to Blake. Like, and she's, you know, that's it. So, and saying I love you, to Carlin's point, like, what? Before the end to like he yeah. wasn't the last guy standing yeah and also she was not in love with justin like this whole thing like at the finale she's like i was dating three other guys fish please you know that you just wanted to take justin to fantasy suites as we all do like i like, <laughs> same. I like, like, a lot. like like i have so many anyway guys, we'll get, <laughs> um, i'm gonna be the the business bully and say we'll get into all of that after this quick ad break this episode is brought to you by snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Yeah, so what do we feel about, like, the hop over to Blake? Like, because I'm just going to say that stresses me out if I apply it to real life. Like, someone could be crying and upset and this, this, and I know this isn't real life, but, you know, heartbroken and then hop over to someone else. Oh, my goodness, that's scary. 
I also feel like if I'm going to say I love you to someone like I have an inkling of it like before that day so like the idea that like I'm only going to say it to the last day and I can't say it to anybody else um it, it just occurred to me in that moment I'm not saying that like you know you you know weeks before or however many but like I think you had an idea if he was like really her top person the entire time so I guess that's like kind of why I have like a question or maybe like a quizzical face like in her reaction to Greg because it's like well you're upset that he didn't love you but like you also didn't love him apparently yes so it's like okay right (laughs) well okay here's my thing with this whole situation and the Katie fans are gonna come for me okay but, but the thing is, and this is how it applies, this this is so applicable to real dating for me and where I identify with Katie so much. She had just been dumped hard by two guys in a row who she really liked. Like, the two people who, like, for a while I've been like, oh, it's probably, like, those two at the end, you know? And, like, boom, boom, one after the other. And she was clearly feeling horrible and vulnerable. Like, of course, I fucking would have been a disaster Like, she said herself, like, my self-confidence has been dinged. Like, all of that. Um, And then I feel like the moment where I was like, oh, this is a con. I don't know. Okay. Basically, the moment when she told Blake that Greg had left and that she considered leaving the show. And then she kind of just looked at him to see how he was going to react. And he was like, okay, I get it. Which like is a great way to react. Kudos to Blake for not taking that personally for saying for, for like very, very correct behavior. But I feel like Katie was testing him. And I, I have felt like this with, I mean, a lot of like leads, on, not a lot of, but some of the leads on this show before where it's like, they want someone like, this is a, Claire syndrome they want someone who wants them and that's like sometimes becomes the biggest thing and this is so fucking applicable to real world real world dating because I feel like a lot of women again yeah they put the premium on being in the relationship and the person is less important so when Blake didn't chafe at that which is an amazing quality and a show of real like self-confidence on his part I think she was like oh my god he wants me he's not gonna do to me what these other two people have done like we've all seen this like friends coming out of bad relationships and like moving right in with the first person they date next or getting engaged to the first person they date next or whatever because it's like someone who's nice and safe feels like the right choice and like I don't even know that it's the wrong choice you know I don't know I don't want to be too judgmental of that but to me it felt like Blake was a direct reaction to like two quick um dumpings and it's a little sus because he did say he was in love with the past two bachelorettes, which his amazing sister called him out on. Oh, God, that was so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, just like, dude, you keep saying you're in love with these people. But he does – I mean, to your point, Liza, maybe it's a – this is extrapolating a little further, but the whole thing of like the person you're infatuated with or have the great first date with or like you feel like you could see the the crying conversation if they were to leave the show, a.k.a. your your – relationship or budding relationship is that's not always like what it should be like maybe it should be someone who's a little more solidly there for you like a Blake who's like a hey I'm here and I'm kind of funky and I want to date you you know and or in marry you um but it it all gets kind of 
Harry with any recent breakup. And that actually applies very well to our listener question. Are we cool to move on to that, my friends? I'm going to read it. And this is just, we've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, but this is uh, relevant. Dating after someone has more recently broken up. Okay. Oh my goodness. I just lost it. Sorry. No, that was my fault. I changed it in our Google Doc as though (laughs) I was the only one could see it. No. Okay. I've started dating a great guy that I have a lot in common with, but I just found out he was in a four plus year relationship that ended less than five months ago. Is there any scenario where I'm not the rebound? Even though I really like him, I respect myself too much to get involved in that type of situation. I took a year off dating to fully recover from my last relationship and understand how it hurts others when you don't come into a partnership with 100% effort. We're both 28. 26. 26. If that makes any difference for maturity levels slash depth of relationships we might have had. What do we think? I I proceed with caution. Like, I hate to say, like, automatically, like, no, don't go out with him because, uh, I mean, I don't know the circumstances, like, around, like, why he, the four-plus-year uh, relationship ended. Um but then I also know, like, for me, if somebody said, oh, proceed with caution, like, I would still jump in, like, with both feet and would probably fall madly in love with the person. So, like, I understand that that advice is probably, like, not helpful. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a world where this relationship should have been over for longer. If Four years is a pretty long time. So maybe there was, like, I don't know, maybe there was a – I think the four-year timeline of relationship ending, we don't really know why it ended um, – benefited the doubt it was just over for a while they finally broke up so five months is actually quite a long time plus whatever time in the relationship it wasn't like exciting I don't know that I don't think you can know if you're a rebound and I don't think that's what a rebound would look like but I will say the only times I've dated people and especially like girlfriend guys I will call them after like they got out of long-term relationships it has not worked out for me um because they were not in a girlfriend phase yet, but they kind of wanted to do, I'm generalizing, I'm talking about one person, um, but they kind of <laughs> wanted to do girlfriendy things and have the physical relationship too, but, and have their romantic dates and intellectual conversations, but never commit. So that's, that's my thought. Liza, sorry. Yeah, no, hard agree with both of you. I feel like the one thing, and this is where I am wildly editorializing, but so you're 26. It was a four-year relationship. So he got into it when he was 21 Mm -hmm. or 22. So I'm going to say this is like a first adult. This previous relationship was like a first adult relationship. I'm using air quotes. And I, I think like in general, those in my experience just like have been kind of doomed to fail. Like I had one I know lots of people who had one kind of your relationship out of college um and it's like such a formative time in your life and I feel like everyone's trying to kind of cast around and figure out like who they are and who they want to be um I tend to think that like just based on patterns of other people I know that like after that a period of singledom is actually like very important to figure out like I think basically you need like some kind of extended period of singledom in your 20s and without it I think it can really lead to people who are like yeah just not um as like embodied in who they are and uh so 
I would be the most cautious, not even about whether or not you're the rebound, but whether or not this person is like really themselves and has really like established themselves on their own two feet as a human and not like a relationship person. And that basically falls under the proceed with caution thing. It's just like a little bit more specific of like a yellow flag. Like that's a yellow flag for me is like, I would not want to immediately jump into a relationship with someone who had not spent any time of their adult life single. Like that would be more Mm. the, the yellow flag for me. And to the specific question you're asking, I think, you know, when we think about Blake and Katie and what just happened, you know, rather than just being like, okay, whatever is good for you. You're coming out of this breakup. I'm here for you. That's not your vibe, listener. I can tell, you know, you say I respect myself too much to get involved. So I think, you know, here's a great moment to say that, you know, I, I get not wanting to come on too strong and I get it's easier said than done, but you can be like, you're great. I'm also fucking great. So i you know, I know how this works. I have gotten out of relationships before. If you're not at a point where you want to pursue something serious, I completely get that. But just let me know because I'm in a different place with my dating right now. And again, we've said this before. I know it's harder to say, but I think I'm just like, it's very powerful. You're also 26. So does that make you a Gen Z? I feel like you can do it. You're almost, a, you're a Gen <laughs> Z in my eyes. I feel like you can be that, that assertive person and I think it will actually be really attractive to this other human you're dating totally agreed guys as the quickest wrap-up in the last five minutes of our recording let's talk about something let's each go around and say briefly something we think Katie did right in her season and something we think she could have done better and you know with an eye towards like how we can all look at this because she was a controversial figure and I do think there are things she did right and things that she could have improved upon and I'm okay okay go I was about to say I'm throwing this out of nowhere but I trust you I think you know this will be okay I'll contradict myself but she won what she did right was she put herself first she was really like focused on what she wanted and what she needed and on the flip side of that, I think she forgot to be um, vulnerable and think about what the other person needed um, in some of these relationships. I think what she did right was um, like not having any patience for like the fuck boys in the beginning when the the men were like unionizing and things like that. Like I think setting that boundary, I think that was good because I think usually that's dragged out like so much longer in that on that show. So like nipping that in the bud was good. Um, and I think something to work on, like, I think sometimes you can't have, I, I think it's, I think it comes down to vulnerability in my head. I was like, I think it's hard to have like these rules around love. Like I'm only going to sit down. I'm only going to do this. And maybe a lot of that is like contractually obligated, obligated, but like, who the fuck can't, like if somebody was trying to tell me how to like live my love life and it's like, oh, I can't say this or I can't do that. Fuck them. Just yep. do what you need to do. I think because otherwise, if you're not being vulnerable in a quest for love, then like, what are you going to get? Like, you know, how much, how strong is it going to be? So, yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry. Sorry, Liza. I'm doing it again. But like, it's like, fuck how you thought the story was going to go in your love life that like society or your parents or someone prescribed to you or the bachelor producers. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you got, literally the two things you guys said as the things she did right were like my two choices. And I was like, ooh, they're not going to say both of them, but like a little bit. <laughs> but I think that um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that she uh, attempted to do things with honesty and integrity, like, and a little, and do things her own way for the franchise, meaning getting rid of the fuckboys, meaning, like, all of the things that we've already talked about, um, which is impressive. Like, this is a, you know, a hard world to navigate. Uh, and I think applicable to to real life dating is like there are certain like rules and mores and you should try to like be yourself and find like your path forward in all of them. What I think she could have done better is like, oh, there's like no good way to say this really. But I do think that she, yeah, she got caught up in some of um the mythology around like like almost the way she thought of herself which again like fucking girl same like this is where I'm like I'm not I I think that literally everyone does this we do this with our checklists with our like what we are okay with like you know person who we want who the type of like person who we want to date like where they went to college job like all of that stuff that we are like well I have the story written and I've got to find the person to fit in and I feel like she did that a little bit where she was like well I'm this type of person and I want you know xyz and I I feel like in some there wasn't a ton of openness to being surprised by by the experience but again I haven't I because I didn't watch the whole season I could be kind of wrong about that but just from what I saw it felt almost like she was looking for someone to fit like a perfect outline of a person and wasn't as open to like the people who are actually in front of her if that makes sense yes and it's a great lesson all right guys we did it love you all thanks for listening um especially those of you who don't watch the series but i this was a joy i i love starting my morning with you two and the ether that will hear this later (laughs) (laughs) all right uh, Have follow fun us and tell us go, what you want. Um, go on a date. A date. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.